Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of After Work Drinks with we, but especially me, are very excited to share this episode with you this week. We are speaking to Drag Race Royalty, Trixie Mattel and Katya Zamolodzikova. I'm very proud of my pronunciation of that. Yes. Who are basically two of my favorite drag queens ever. So as any good drag race aficionado knows, Trixie and Katya appeared on the seventh season of Drag Race and they went on to create their own empire, spanning a YouTube show called uh, a, Vice, <laughs> a Viceland series, a makeup line, a podcast which just launched a couple of days ago called The Bald and the Beautiful, and a New York Times bestselling book, Trixie and Katia's Guide to Modern Womanhood, which is available in Australia now. So I actually had no idea how huge this was because I'm new to the RuPaul world, but literally any human being I mentioned this to who watches the show lost their minds. And now after this conversation, I am so, so obsessed with them. It is our vision board for the future of AWD. <laughs> so we talked to Trixie and Katia about starting drag before it was cool and how they've turned into two of the biggest drag celebrities on the planet with a combined 4.3 million followers on Instagram. We also talked to them about dealing with the very intense drag race stardom, myself included, whether or not celebrities need to be nice to their fans, the ways that classism factors into the drag community, what it was like kind of making money properly for the first time and how their friendship has changed once they started commercializing it. As always, please rate, review and subscribe and we We will see y'all again on Wednesday. See you on Wednesday. How about now? Hello. 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 We always have a problem with the Zoom. It's like the most caveman technology, but we haven't found anything better. I'm fucking sick of the Zoom. I hate the Zoom too. We Yeah, we've just been separated for six months because of COVID. And we have this podcast that goes out twice a week. And honestly, by the time it got to uh-huh. the end and we're finally reunited, we were like so ready to like fucking kill each other. It was like beyond. 
<laughs> when you have human contact ruining relationships that long it's intense like i was finding it very overwhelming have to see having yeah. to see actual humans for long periods of time i didn't like it girl we film everything remotely now and it we're so fucking sick of it dude it, like we are <laughs> fucking sick of it at this point just give me COVID and kill me <laughs> we show up on time we show up ready to go but we literally show up to the zooms like this yeah. yeah, it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing and there's no energy. You have to give like twice the energy for like half the output, you know? Yeah, it's wild. And so much of your job as a drag queen generally is like playing to an audience. So have you missed the kind of constant feedback loop that live performance gives you? Let me tell you, I, let me tell you, I was, oh, yeah. I got a little bit of taste of it. I was in drag yesterday and decided to do a little wiggle show on Instagram live. And I started to get nervous. And I was like, I was like, I'm getting nervous to put a phone in front of me. What's it going to be like when I finally get on stage? I'm going to have a heart attack and die. You know, I was just telling somebody that I was like, I probably, I was like, honestly, for stand up, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to like re, yeah. re get that shit together. You know what I mean? I don't remember any of those. Like, I don't remember my stand-up sets or anything. Yeah, it's wild. This is something we talked to a few stand-ups about where we kind of said, does that like feel sick you want to die nervousness ever go away and they're like it it kind of doesn't like you just learn to manage it like anxiety or something but you never stop feeling terrified do you think that's true for yeah. me for me if i if i don't feel nervous there's something wrong same i'm, I'm either on drugs if, I, if or... I don't feel nervous <laughs> if i don't feel nervous i've done too many shows in a row and i don't care that much yeah that's yeah if you don't yeah totally and then i'm like looking in the mirror like wow you can't even get nervous for fucking 2000 people yeah like, you, you need to take a break yeah you know that's a big problem we drink every time we record the podcast um but then we know like there's that just such a fine line between being like perfectly funny and so drunk that you don't know what's going on and we've just crossed <laughs> that line so many times like we were like multiple we, times um grace <laughs> said i drank a bottle of sauvignon blanc and like woke up at 7 30 was like a nando's chicken carcass on my chest i was like what happened oh no um how are you guys doing being in america right now we we feel for you <laughs> we're not in, we're not just in america we're in los angeles we're People just don't believe in it. So it's going to go on here forever. It was so because people funny. here, oh Los Angeles is people who don't have jobs. Yeah. So they're white and rich and they've never been told no. So they can't be told anything. Yeah. So they can't put a mask on, even though they have nowhere to go anyway. They don't have jobs to go to. Nobody here works. Everyone's rich. And they're just, it's just the worst. At this point, I think it's the worst place in the world besides like Brooklyn or something. As far as cases. Well, yeah. My friend just went to New York. And he said, people are, people are wilding out in New York. Everybody's out with their titties out and their sandals. And they're just like, oh. Ah. Um, Did you see Lana Del Rey in like the mesh mask? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That was very um, on brand for her. <laughs> her brand being stupid, dumb bitch. <laughs> I know. I have, I, I, we won't talk, let me just say this. I feel so betrayed because I was, I was a huge huge Lana Del Rey fan and I just can't abide this kind of behavior she just proves every every turn I, I mean I like her I've just set my expectations like I did one of her songs that came out a couple weeks ago I did one of her songs and it charted and everything on the billboard charts you would think she would say something somebody covers one of her songs and Katya is a super fan and she was like I'm not surprised she didn't say anything because she's kind of because she's kind of basic she's kind of basic I mean her, it's the basic she doesn't want people to know her backstory oh. but her backstory is she's rich 
And her, she was like, I want to be a pop star. And her family was like, here's some money. Honestly, though, yeah, every single pop lips. star, every single pop star, especially in LA, every single pop star has the same story. They were a teenager. Their family was rich. So gave them all this money. And that's what happened. That's what, And they try to act like, I really, I really hit the, I really like, you know, did my, I paid my dues and I really paid. No, bitch. One day you want to be famous and your family yeah. made it happen. Shut yeah. up. I know this one, there's a, this young girl whose mom is a billionaire. Uh, my friend was working with her trying to get her to become a pop star. And it's actually refreshingly not that easy. So even for a billionaire's daughter. So anyways, yeah. Um, we have just been losing our shit listening to your guys' audio book. And I was dying, Trixie, when you are like, this fucked journalist gave me a bad review. Let's just call her like Katie or whatever, because that's her fucking name. Yeah. I was like, that's us. <laughs> Every time we get a bad review, we're like sending it to each other, trying to decide who the Apple ID username is and whether we know them. No, I don't care. I, yeah, I think I said oh. in the book, uh, her name's, I'm going to call her Katie because that's her name. Because like, fuck her. <laughs> if you said it, I always say this. If I say what you said and I say exactly what you said, bitch, you said it. So whatever. Yeah. We had a drag queen mad at not mad at us for a while, but a little mad about a story I told about something she did backstage. I'm like, you did it. You didn't feel bad when you did it. So why is me repeating it slandering you? Bitch, you did it. There was a, I just got a terrible, I got a bad review on my OnlyFans. This little fag. Ooh, um, sorry. This um, No, we can say fag. Dipshit. Okay, yeah. This little fag like made a YouTube video saying don't he's like, don't subscribe to this because it's trash. And I'm the, like, um, the Bella Thorne of the <laughs> drag race. Or yes. Yes. Scene. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, oh my God, I was so, I got really twisted up about it last night. And Girl, um, fuck them. It just like, ugh, I know. Fuck them. We probably, we probably have different views on anything like that because like there was a thing where they, uh, they had Katya's, somebody uploaded part of Katya's stand-up show and put on YouTube and Katya was like, I feel bad asking him to take it down. And I said, Fuck that person. That person stole from you. <laughs> that person stole your media that you wrote, you paid for. You should have their fucking account yeah. shut down and their computer removed from their home, as far as I'm concerned. Fuck that person. I wanted, I wanted to get this YouTube guy taken down. <laughs> Be, yeah, well, because it was just like, you know, but I, I don't, um, it was, I was looking for it, like, I was looking for critics, like I was on a, I was on this site called Reddit and I was like, oh, that's the only, it was my fault for being on that site and looking for myself. Cause that's like a really dumb thing to do. And I usually never ever do it. And um, because this happens. You and, never um, find what you're looking for I, when you go on those fans Never, sites. ever. When you go, it's always- if it's, if it's a thread that's called like, what do we really think of Trixie? You're not gonna click it and find yeah, what you like. Yes, to totally, totally. We always, girl, fucking cares. Who fucking cares? I've actually interviewed you guys before. What? <laughs> it was when you did your Viceland series. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we, got, we got the call for Viceland. Wait, what's that? Oh, I was. I just went psychotic and had to quit the show. So. Yeah, she became lost. Okay, the question wasn't about that. I, I promise. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was I was at All Stars. The people came up to me at All Stars while we were filming, and there's all those drag queens there. And they were like, "You got your t the TV show, Trixie and Katya show." And all the drag queens were like, "That's really cool. It's really great." Because <laughs> drag queens can't be happy for anybody. Yeah. But something we talked about in that interview, I think you called it needing like an almost psychopathic level of confidence to excel in a format like Drag Race. Um, and this was kind of between All yeah. Stars 3 filming and airing and Trixie, obviously you won that season. So um, 
Can you just talk about confidence in general in what you do in your job and how something like Drag Race helped or hindered that? I don't really think about, I mean, All Stars for me is so long ago. So for her, it's, you know, 46, 46 eves ago, you know, days and nights. But <laughs> I, honestly, when I, you, you don't have to tell me or you don't have to ask me, ask her when I have, when I'm in drag, you can't tell me fucking nothing. Mary. You can't tell me nothing. But, okay. Let me tell you, let me get, let me, let me tell you about. I have too much like, confidence. Literally nine <laughs> hours ago, just nine <laughs> hours ago. This fucking bitch i i facetimed her she was on the way back from um this little gig she filmed with this makeup artist and she was painted like i was serving. a woman but what okay <laughs> oh wow you look beautiful Trixie. okay you're gonna say that um but what, you're glowing so this, oh my god i put yeah very glowing yeah scott barnes the the, the guy who invented the j-lo glow the most famous yeah. makeup artist probably yeah. ever did my makeup and so i came home in a flat little wig and i facetimed her and said i have i have 65 screenshots on my phone um from i and you could this was her i mean i was cracking up she was just like <laughs> yes Oh yeah. my god. And usually usually I'll get I'll get her like when she does her own look like her regular look she'll I'll get a a a text that says should I be doing porn and then a picture and then but this was next level she was literally it was like you could not you could not penetrate this this force field of confidence and sexiness it was incredible. But I mean for drag queens we get to be pretty heavy handed with our self admiration without being like over the top because we're not Yeah. Yeah, that's so. that's that's so, like, the thing. You guys posted a picture of yourselves in hair and makeup, and you said, and you the caption was, "Who the fuck could ever even touch me?" People will be like, "You're crazy." <laughs> We'd have no friends. But if we do it, they're like, "Yeah, queen, queen of love." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the fun thing about it, and I think like, I mine, I think that my confidence is is relative to the like, it's directly related to what I actually do or look like, and it's not like like if it's good. Then I feel great, and if it's not, uh, you know. So I don't know. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, but um, that's why we take a lot of time getting ready because I need to get here to go on and feel so comfortable to really like say anything in the moment and like yeah. you know comedically like go for it. Yeah, because you get out there and you get all proud and like confident, and that makes you do anything. Yeah, I honestly I don't remember performing out of drag, and I don't ever want to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, I love in the book as well when you guys were like talking about makeup and how women are always just like petrified of their makeup bags because they actually have no idea what to do with any of the stuff and i was like that's fucking yeah. me 24 7 and then i get really bored i just don't want to go on youtube and look at how to actually properly put my blush on but then i just feel ugly all the time <laughs> well people are uh expected to know how to do makeup and not expected to ask it's like taboo to ask people like how do you do that with your makeup yeah, because everyone's just because everyone to wants to look like it just happens right. as well. Yeah, like just, um, the natural kind of you just woke up like this, but it's like perfectly contoured. I was like, I have no idea what contouring is. Well, it's like when people are like, I wish I could do a red lip. It's like the only difference is that person took the red lipstick and put it on. That's the only difference. Mm. Yeah, you you could do that. Do you? And you could if you bought a Trixie Cosmetics Katya red. Yes, you lipstick. could. You just go right on it. TrixieCosmetics.com. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys, like, what do you think about, um, you know, uh, being being girls in, what do you think about this, like... What do you think about being girls? Yeah. So, <laughs> women, 
discuss. No, <laughs> like, what do you think about the 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 Instagram kind of like uh, this this new sort of way of being of like people wanting to like get plastic surgery to look more like the filters that they like and um the, this kind of like the Instagram face. Yeah, what do you think about that? We actually had that um on the the bill to talk to you guys about because we were interested if you think it's affected especially the drag community but it's um it's kind of scary i think because i think there's always been unrealistic beauty standards but they haven't really been about like changing your facial composition um and i just think it's creepy but then it's fucked because you use one of those like i would i basically just try and stay away from it as much as humanly possible so like don't follow uh girls really at all that would that have that kind of look but then it's like as soon as you like accidentally somehow stumble across a filter so our um friend jake who's fucking hilarious we were in paris with him and he had this app on his phone called the snow app and it like fully um filters your face before you've even taken the photo so you look into it and it does this thing where it like shapes your face contours it all you look ridiculous you're like a little japanese you look ridiculous but we were drunk enough to think we looked fucking amazing and then we are uploading it and then the next day i woke up and i was like jesus christ i've got to get rid of this but it can so quickly fuck with your brain like i now am like this is unfair because everyone's just getting hotter and then if you don't do it you're just getting uglier by proxy well i think i've discovered a really wonderful thing and like i use the on snapchat there's a baby filter and i feel like i've I've now, I've just have that instead of wanting to be younger or like wanting to get like a facelift, <laughs> I, I just have that filter and then it makes me feel young and it reconnects me to my youth and I'm totally okay with that. It is a weird thing to, like I, we live in a culture that like fetishizes youth, but in a way like you're your like least useful to society when you're youthful. Ex- a wealth of experience and knowledge is a thing to celebrate, but we just... I don't know. It's strange. I don't like young people. I think they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just, I went to LA recently and um, my friends, like a bunch of friends are kind of moving in the Hollywood circles and they were like, everyone goes to um, Good Skin and they, they go to Good Skin because you, it doesn't look like you've had anything done at all, but you've had all of this work done and a friend went to it and it cost her like, three thousand us dollars and you can barely tell that she's had anything done but she's like the happiest she's ever been and it's literally like she got a bit of filler under here and botox basically and they put the botox up here so you can't like see that you've had anything done la has this weird thing where people don't think that injectables counts as having work done so i know i know many people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who are like i'm thinking of having stuff done and i'm thinking to myself <laughs> mary yeah you have yeah, to have yeah. stuff done. But if they haven't had, like, teeth removed and, like, another limb added, they're like, it doesn't count. But they have the under, they have the under eye puffy and the cheek puffy and the lip puffy. And I'm like, what do you mean you haven't had anything done? There was, we're at the beach with um, one of the Drag Race girls who was young. She's not even 30 yet. And we're talking about fillers, all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, she just says, there's really no substitute for going under the knife. <laughs> so like, and and I in that moment I was like, "You're right." I get the I get the face Botox, and it doesn't make me feel any younger. It just makes me feel like my face moves less. I don't really understand how no expression means young, but I still do it. I don't know. Her forehead doesn't move. She's young. Um. So we started following this this Instagram account called Do Moi, 
And it's basically just a place where people DM in like salacious celebrity gossip and it just gets shared completely unfact checked <laughs> and unfiltered with names. Fierce. It's really great. Um, <laughs> we'll tell, there's some funny ones actually we can tell you off the record. What's some funny ones? Like someone's the d- cries every time he has sex. <laughs> They're mostly about A-list celebrity female actresses being horrible people is what they're mostly in about and we just felt bad because we're like these are obviously just people who are being judged by maybe their worst day or multiple bad days and we wanted to bring it up because obviously we live in a culture that puts celebrity on such a weird pedestal and you guys are very big celebrities so we wanted to ask how it feels to be on the receiving end of that where where people have like an in they feel like they have an intimacy with you that you don't have with them <laughs> especially with rupaul's right because everyone is so like the fans i'm only just grace has been trying to get me into it for like three years and i've been watching it i've watched a few seasons and i do love it but like i'm not on that level yeah, of like sure, sure. this crazy fandom and then grace has this bond with like I feel like there's the rupaul's like humans of the world and not and so the fans for that show uh crazy yeah well there's right? there's um i think there was a, a an american comedian who was talking about fame and she, and, and I, I agree with her she was saying that fame now is is very different it's very like specialized in that you either have people who have no idea who the fuck you are or they know what you had for lunch so it's like it's you know that that kind of thing where like um it, there's it's the it's there's been a steady decline of like the julia roberts level of fame where it's like you have a few mega, mega famous people at the very, very top. And now you can have people who are like, you know, a YouTuber who is like so mega famous in their little sphere, but many people wouldn't know who the fuck they are, but they, but they have that kind of Julia Roberts level intensity, you know, with the fans. I love when it's the YouTubers who are like 21 and they enter a room like, I'm me. And anyone over the age of 25 is like, Mary, we don't fucking know you. <laughs> yeah. TikTok? Yeah. Mary, we don't TikTok. know you. TikTok! TikTok! Um, I mean... I, I, people have a different relationship. Uh, let's just say that it's a one-way street. Like people have a, a serious, intimate relationship with, with Trixie, I guess, but it's really not mutual. <laughs> like I'm just doing Trixie and then taking it off and going and doing my thing, you know? Yeah. So like people really believe that they know Trixie and it, I don't believe I know the people in the audience. <laughs> yeah, which means, which it must be hard. I was like, you know, I was in Milwaukee, I was in Milwaukee my hometown. I was doing a show there and I was like, oh, it's at the mean Greet. Oh, I used to love living in Milwaukee. Don't you love it here? And this guy just goes, I moved here and my mom died. It's that level of intimacy that quick. And I'm like, okay. Or, you know, um, like, you know, um, like, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was diagnosed with cancer and, and your show really helped me. And I'm like, I heard chemo helps more. You know, <laughs> you should explore some other levels. I just never know where to meet them because if they have 10 seconds to you, they go deep quick. Yeah. Mm, you're yeah. in a wig and there's Britney Spears playing and you're like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> because their experience of you is like them yeah. in their bed at two in the morning yeah. when they're crying yeah. and no one's around. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. how, especially with TV, it's yes. so intimate for the people watching it. And then you just have no idea who they are. So it's like quite, a, it's fucking, it's weird. They don't, I mean, they don't mind. They, I don't think they want any sort of response back. Kim Chi just told me they just want to be heard. So she just listens. And, and I guess I just try to like yeah. listen. And that's what they want. They just want to, they want you to hear what they're saying. Yeah. They don't really want you to say anything back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really feel pressure in that way. Yeah. That's and that, that wanting to be heard. I think like if that extends along 
pretty much every line of communication that we're we're um, that we're able to witness from the fans. And then I always I forget too that it's like there is not a response necessary. In fact, it's probably best never to respond in a way because I like sometimes in my more like vulnerable moments during the day, I am susceptible to being not offended, but like pissed off by like just dumb comments um, like on whatever social media thing. And, and I'm like, oh, they're just, I, because I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand the mentality of a person who's going to go on, like, say, Lana Del Rey. It's like, you go on her Lana Del Rey live thing, and you're like, hi, fat. Hi, fatty. Oh, looks like you've gained some weight, fat. You know, like, what the fuck? Like, but they just... Again, want, like, the they, type of person that comments, to, yeah. especially online, is not the type of person whose opinion... I respect. Exactly. I think a lot of ways I was glad to be famous because I'm so stubborn. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't pay attention to what anyone thinks. And like, especially drag, it, it was not cool. Very short time ago, drag was not yeah. cool. Like, we, we, we used to not be cool to anyone, no matter what we did. The yeah. rest of the bar wouldn't talk to us. Gay guys wouldn't talk to us. No yeah. one thought we were cool. Yeah. There was literally talk shows bringing us on to talk about how we were freaks. Yeah. You know, that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. So I, especially with drag, approval seeking in any way i don't really relate to that because yeah this used to be like my thing that cost me all the approval because <laughs> yeah. i was a freak you know yeah. and now people and now kids now people who are 16 to 20 they start doing drag with the idea of getting rich and famous which is so fucking crazy that is like because we, for this for the longest time we're for doing drag the the forward thinking it was like oh the pro, the future projection was ooh you hit hit a ceiling real quick and then you got it like then where's the end game you know what I mean and and now it's just like oh my god you could be you could headline a television show in a movie yeah cover of Vogue right Vogue cover of Vogue in Brazil yeah just like, it's a little weird because now people do drag to get famous and it's it's very transparent it's very uh. I don't know. It makes me cringe. Yeah. It's just so weird that people are like 21 and they're like, I just need to get a wig on Amazon and I'm going to make it. Well, we were going to say that to you guys, like when you guys, the era when you were drag queens was people who happened to appear on Drag Race, whereas now it's like a whole generation of new queens are informing drag based on Drag Race. People start drag to appear on Drag Race. That's like starting cooking to yes. be on Top Chef, yeah. starting singing to be yeah. on American Idol. It's crazy. <laughs> you're being crazy and it shows it shows like you can tell people are now getting like a hundred thousand dollar loans to appear on drag race because they see it as like this investment in the because that's what i said to grace i was like aren't you supposed to don't you make your outfits but apparently not now but now I mean, it's like a branding exercise yes there, there doesn't yes. even have to be a um a uh, you don't even have to want to win. You just see it as an opportunity to brand yourself to a like engaged audience. It's kind of yeah. it's like a postmodern. <laughs> it's very postmodern. I mean, winning is sort of consequential. I mean, I've lost and won, and honestly, the experience was not that different. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's a check, but that's it. That's the only difference. But like, but the the I mean, I, it's very depressing. Like, I'm the type of person who finds it very depressing when I see a person who's like. Um, who's ambitiously trying to brand themselves with no sense of irony and they're doing drag. That is, that is really 
like sort like you of should name your fan base give a nickname to your fan base before you have before fans. you have fans <laughs> before you have do you know what i mean those hi my little carrots like, or whatever you know like girl yeah yeah like like there's a there's a i mean that to me is like bleh. i mean granted i spent many like many hours in my you know childhood practicing my signature because i wanted to be to you. you know Same. Like, Amazing. Like that and does I, anyone ask you for your yeah. signatures anymore? We were talking to someone about this the other day. It's a bit of a lost yeah. art. Well, we don't have the same name either. I learned. Yeah. I used to practice Brian Fergus, Brian Fergus, Brian yeah, Fergus, too. and yeah. I'm, that's not my name anymore. So yeah, I've been I've been practicing different names because I I wanted to be an author, and I was like, oh, McCook is never not going to do. So I would do like I came up with a pen name before I was like, 15. James Gum. Yeah, James Gum. James Gum. Jamie Gum. John. Gum. Yeah, and um, um, that's very precocious of you. What does that mean, precocious? Precocious, just like a very like eager kind yeah, of yeah. Okay, yeah. Precocious like... child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah precocious yeah. child. I should know that I'm an author now. New York Times best-selling authors. New York Times best-selling author. Oh! Are you fucking hell? New York Times best-selling. I know New York. Yesterday, Scott Barnes goes, "Did you know I have two books?" And I said, "Did you know I'm a New York Times best-selling author?" Fuck, that's good. That will never go away now. You could do nothing oh, for the rest of that, your entire lives and you're always a New York Times bestselling author. You can't tell us anything. <laughs> and Barbara, my album Barbara charted like the week before. So it was Barbara on the charts and then New York Times bestseller. I, that week, I was had the mask on. I was going for my jog, smiling out of the mask, running like. <laughs> I've done it. So. You had said no to book deals in the past, right? So like, why was it this one that you were like? We both no, did, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I started I started working on one with a with an author who was like established and then it just wasn't the right fit. So I had to like I had a I had a bail which was you had to disconnect. Um, I had to dis <laughs> I had to I had to make the very um difficult decision to terminate the relationship. Conscious uncoupling. Yeah, so the, yeah, I had to consciously uncouple. I've had a few ask about doing like solo books and honestly I just I didn't I didn't grow up wanting to be an author, so it just did it didn't ever appeal to me until we got the opportunity to work on it together. And then we kind of picked a concept that just got my, you know, this concept, this idea of a guide to modern womanhood just made so many like wheels spin for me in my mind. And then I, then I got excited about it. Yeah, it was fun. It was hard though. It was hard. Girl, it was so much work. Not, not to mention, not to be gauche, the sordid topic of coin. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's this one. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of work. It was good money, but oh my God, it was a lot of yeah, work. Yeah. Let's just say we yeah. did not get rich doing this book. <laughs> No, we're not rich from this book. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We wanted to talk to you guys about as well, like, 
commercializing your friendship because we are best friends and then we started this as a joke the best yeah. friends not anymore we used to be um <laughs> yeah. and we started this as, a, as like a joke thing and now it's like basically our full-time jobs and it's fucking stressful and last week we had to record a podcast when we hadn't spoken for a week straight because we wanted to murder each other and be friends wow. wow um how have you guys had to set like boundaries between work and play there is so we don't um yeah i like <laughs> let me say you take this okay. one <laughs> So uh, speaking about now and, and now, like, it, it's very, I mean, it's very tough because she is the, I'd say she's the constant and I'm the variable. <laughs> 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 but, but, um, but, uh, <laughs> and so that's great for me <laughs> because I know where she's going to be. But Lord knows where I will be. But um, we don't see each other when we're not working very much, which why this this works well. I mean, we're we're when things are great or when things are good, like we're in pretty much constant contact. But I feel like, um, the, like we've never had a. I don't think we've even ever really had a. a fight. No, no, we've had a. Yeah. We've 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 weathered a very dramatic. Or I say traumatic, really bad thing that like I almost. I mean, y'all killed myself from a bit you know what i mean so it's like yeah. that's like a big thing to get over and then i mean since that is like the precedent for like bad times i just mama yeah. <laughs> it's smooth yeah, sailing, sailing after that yeah. which if nobody knows but it's go watch moving parts yeah, on yeah, netflix yeah. and you'll get yeah. killed in but yeah. uh after that honestly like everything's fine and, and we're very we're both also naturally loners, loners. Yeah. if we're not together we're probably alone all yeah. day like we spend a lot of time alone yeah. And so it's very easy for us. We don't have to make a choice to like save up our energy to see each other. Like we just only see each other for when there's a check, <laughs> which is the most beautiful friendship. But it works though because like I'm because I'm it's not fine. good at. There's there's been a couple of weeks where because we're we're doing so many projects together now. Is the podcast we did the book. We have uh, two YouTube shows together and um yeah and the cosmetics and the, and yeah. the cosmetics. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening. Um, like I, there was a, a week or so where I rescheduled because I was like, you know what, I'm kind of sick of it this week, and and because we kind of are are we trade in joy, like if we're not bankers, you know, we're not like hedge fund managers, like we, this has to be fun, and because if if it's not fun, it, it will, will translate to the whatever we're doing, and that's just not who the fuck wants to watch that. There have been times, yeah, there's been times when we've said to like management or whatever, like that's a lot yeah. together this week. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we get annoyed. We just want it to be like really kind of, I don't want to use the word like effervescent and like alive when yeah. we're together on camera. And if we see each other too much, it's not like that. It's got to be crispy. It's got to be crispy. If it gets, when it so. gets soggy, it's like, um, and then it's just boring. And it's like, that is the product you're selling essentially, like yeah. that yeah. thing I'm, working. So it's, yeah. I'm like that with everyone though. Yeah. yeah. Like when I go on tour, I get off the tour bus and I buy. I don't see the band or my sister A one till showtime. Yeah, I just like yeah. If we're work together, I don't want to spend the day together and vice versa. Yeah, and also I don't get. I mean, I the the way I have our, our relationship is like if she if we're on the phone and she's like I gotta go bike and hangs up. I'm like why? Like I don't like that whole like well have a, have a great day Trixie. You know like I don't I don't like that kind of. We have a very it's a very like bro kind oh i just said bro but like um it's a 
Well, I don't know what that vibe is, but it's important to have that. Well, we're with. just so on that wavelength yeah. that like, you know, I can I'll have 30 second phone call yeah. quick and that's enough for me. Yeah. 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 But it's, I can't be, it's not precious. It's not precious. Like it's, it's not like this. There's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And people really like say like, I, I want a friendship like yours. And I guess <laughs> the only part of this that you should aspire to take away <laughs> is be with somebody who's wants your level of commitment. And for yeah. us, I love that like my quote unquote best friend is like, all right, we hung out today. Maybe I'll see you next week. That's perfect for yeah. me. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I probably see her more than anyone. And I, besides my boyfriend and I still only see you probably what once a week in person, maybe. Yeah. If that. It's great for me. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If that, I love it. Yeah. Um, you just touched on money, which I feel like is an interesting topic. And I remember Katya, I think it was in your interview with Evan Roskatz where you talked about how you'd always imagined like making it financially was like being able to walk into a Gucci and just buy something. And then you did that once and you're like, oh, that didn't feel yeah. <laughs> like I thought it would. So I wondered if you could just talk about like maybe the ideas you had in your head about what making money, proper money would look like versus how it actually ended up feeling. I mean, I, the, for me being rich is like, just, is just the, the, not having to, I mean, cause I was, poor, I was poor where like, I'd have to, before every purchase, I'd have to, I'd have to check my balance, like bang, 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 you know? And I was, I'm very, very familiar with living check to check, like up until I was 30. So um, now like the rich mentality is like, I don't have to, I have like a six month emergency fund where like, I don't have to work at all. And that to me is like rich. You know, to people in LA, I'm poor. <laughs> oh, in LA, we so, are. In LA, we are paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. you you don't own any property. You don't have any property. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. I mean, I don't even have a car. You know, I don't even own a car. No, we don't have cars. You know, we're not. I mean, I whatever. So, but I just the when I'm I not going to say we're not rich. Concern, we no, don't no, do I, rich things with our. We don't do rich things with our money. No, but I think rich to me, rich to me is not. I don't wake up and think about financial goals as because they're an imperative. Like I, I, I don't worry about money. That to me is rich. Like that to me is rich. It's also about living in the moment. But like, um, like I have the luxury of not being able to, like when the like when the pandemic happened, I was like, oh, I'm rich because I could not work for a year. That to me is rich. You know, but I'm not buying anything. Like, you know, I spend all my money on drag. Like I, now I just spend my money on stupid videos. And, um, but yeah, that's a, it's a huge relief to me, but it's a very low threshold. But once you cross, once I cross it, there's no gradient. Like there's no difference between making a hundred thousand dollars a year and a million for me. Like, it's just like, oh, I have enough to cover all my needs and my like. Yeah, we have you know, very modest, like day-to-day like, yeah. -day expenses. I mean- I don't know. Feeling rich to me was such a low threshold. I felt rich very early. My first gig, I remember I remember getting my first like $1,500 gig and I was like, rich. Everything's rich. different. Yeah. I feel like that's the same as us, Grace. Like it was only a couple of years ago that me and Grace, we were working at fashion magazines in Sydney and everyone who kind of works in fashion magazines, like you guys were saying about in LA, everyone who works in fashion magazines and who's successful has come from a rich family who hasn't needed to work. So they've interned for free. So they've right, worn the right. like insane Louis Vuitton, Bottega Veneta outfits to get the internship yeah. to work at fashion mags. And we are both from like relatively poor backgrounds and we had fuck all money ever got paid shit salary and could never like, we used to have to loan each other like $20 every single week 
to get like the bus home. Yeah. And then now it's, we've just evolved to the fact where like, I don't have to check my balance if I pay for lunch. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, right. that feels rich. It is. I mean, it is rich. Like, because I, you know, there's, there's a lot of studies about what is the actual threshold for money and happiness. And I know enough rich people in like actually rich people, you know, people who have like, whose, whose assets like, like cross over to like hundreds of millions hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, where like, I was like, oh my God, we're an inconceivable amount of resources. And I'm like, there is no correlation with happiness. In fact, like you can, there's much more evidence to make the opposite argument. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want to, I don't want to do that because I don't, I don't want to say that rich people are unhappy or that in this, there's certainly no virtue in poverty. There's no virtue in poverty, but like, you know, it's, it's really, I don't know. I, I, I'm really happy that I, have a lot of life experience in all different um uh, from up to brackets uh, brackets yeah like oh. because ooh if i was if i won drag or if i was on um came off a of drag race at 22 and then started to make more than $100,000 a year i just i don't think i probably oh, not, yeah, not to throw anybody under the bus <laughs> 99% of people who are on drag race spend all that money as fast as they get it and it's, then yeah. they have no savings from it period yeah Talking yeah, about people, people who go from making forty dollars a gig to four thousand. Know, let's, let's say a modest several thousand a gig. Yeah, and then they spend it all as it comes, and a year later, when the new season starts, they have no savings of it; it's just gone. It's wild, but it money goes quick. Yeah. If you like expensive things, it does not last very long. Not me, I, girl. I can't. I, I can't. I can't think of what to do with it. Yeah. Really, I'm the opposite. I just. I will literally be like, if I have me and Grace, if we have money in our account, I'm like. What can I spend it on? And I'll just go and like buy the ra- most random shit. I'm like, oh, I just, I just need like, I don't know, some more pots and pans. I've been buying silicone feet. Why? Great question. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I buy. I have a huge doll collection, but that's. I mean, I guess that's like my splurge. But to me, that's an investment. They're not going to depreciate in value. Neither are my feet. But it's that there's that like of what's it called like a rival fallacy where like you want designer things when you can't afford them and then when you can't afford them and then you buy them you're like oh it's just cl- it's Mary it's just close it's like the thing you said in the book Trixie when you were talking about um when you were talking about makeup and you're like I spent an hour doing this fucking exquisite smoky eye on this woman and then she looked in the mirror and was like oh I still yeah it's like very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but I still hate myself. (laughs) No, she. I did have this blue eye look on her, and she looked in the mirror, and she went. She looked. She looked at the eye, and then she went. I'm still fat. I remember being like, "This is very pro all body types," and I'm like, "Realistically, what did you think a blue eyelid was gonna do to your body?" What did you think was going to happen here today at this Macy's? But that's like exactly why the fashion industry is successful because it's like it sells you this lie that if you buy the same jeans Bella Hadid has that you're like buying into being her in some way or having her confidence. No, I've never related to that. And as Trixie, I'm lucky because I love custom clothes. I love everything I have is made for me and no one else. And that's great. Yeah. I've never been attracted to wearing like off the rack anything or label or designer. It's just never even occurred to me. So maybe that's why it's just easy for me not to spend money because expensive things really don't appeal to me. But the shit I want, like I have a $4,000, I'll say it, she's like $4,500 of Francie doll from the 60s. Wow. Nobody wants that but me. Yeah. Nobody wants it but me, but like, <laughs> I guess I can't make fun of people who buy a $5,000 pair of shoes then because I, I can. 
I think it's fucking stupid. But that's that's all. You know, I just. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm an, I just bought another camera for my YouTube channel, a, a cam, another camera, and that was my splurge. Yeah. Technology I used to make money. <laughs> and thinking, splurging. Yeah. I, I would say you and I have similar. We will if you give me a free shirt, I'll wear it for six years. Free shirt, free shirt from a pride that still hasn't paid me from four years ago. My favorite shirt. So, but yeah, I had a taste of that because it's it is. It, I was lured by the seduction of it, and then I bought like a nine thousand dollar Gucci suit, and it was a big rush. It was very comparable to like a drug rush, like the first time you score a bag of crack and you're like shaking. <laughs> but it was also very like almost black and white, the same in the sense that once the once the credit card was swiped and I walked out, it was like the hit wore off, and I was like, oh, is that? Oh, okay. But then I learned, but that was, I felt like a huge, it was worth it just to learn the lesson because I see these whores with their $5,000 little Chanel purses, these teeny little purses, $5,000. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I guess if that works work for you. But yeah, work diva, work queen, slay. My, um, my music producer, he's so fit. And I'm always like, how do you stay that fit? And he's like, well, I burn more calories than I eat, which kind of felt like a read when he said it. <laughs> But it's so true. And I guess for me with money, I'm always obsessed with making more money than I spend. And that keeps it pretty easy. If, you don't, if you're not making it, don't spend it, Mary. Yeah, it's wild. But it's weird in America, especially. Maybe it's everywhere. But I did feel more of a need to spend when I had less mm. money, too. Like the way I used to like covet like a makeup launch when I was like 21 or 22. I don't really feel that way anymore. You know? I don't know. It's like gay guys. If you want a boyfriend, tell people you have one. Suddenly everyone wants you. Yeah. Tell everybody wants you. That's the same with straight women. Is it really? Mm. Oh yeah. Like I will like a guy and if he messages me, I'm like, oh, anyway. And then if he hasn't messaged me all day, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, do you want to get married? It's so bad. <laughs> You'd think at this age, like I was like, oh, fuck boys are done now. Cause I just got out of a long-term relationship. I was like, fuck boys are done. Ready to like meet someone nice. It's not. Izzy's a mess on the hinge. I like leave her unfucking manned for like two days and she's like, oh, I'm just talking to this guy called Tristan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, it's like I just bad. got on a hinge and I have a date tonight. Do you? He's really yeah. in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, he's Does really in for it. <laughs> they all know. I have a grinder because my boyfriend, are, you know, we, we, we dabble. And I, I, at first I was like, mm, what? And now I don't, everybody knows and everybody's either pretending they don't know or they say it right away. So. Yeah. That's the thing. It must be kind of hard to meet. Like, obviously you have a boyfriend, but it must be kind of hard to meet people now because they either pretend they don't know who you are and they're trying to act really cool or they know who you are. And then that's also a put off. Because well, it's yeah, there's, it's actually really, really ideal how it shaked down. Cause we were, I was talking, shook down. I was, we were talking over the hinge thing and then we moved to texting. And then at, at, at what I felt was the perfect moment, he was like, um, so I don't want to sound insane or creepy, but I, I definitely have to share that I know who you are and I'm, I, I like what you do. Oh, like, yeah. essentially. And I was like, but I felt like if I didn't say anything, it's weird. Also, saying it is weird too. So, uh, and I was just like, oh, thank God. You know, because it, now I don't have to have to worry about like, I don't have to worry about being a 38-year-old man at dinner explaining that I'm a professional drag queen. 
and then which I still have residual. I mean, never mind that I could lead with. I mean, I could I could be disingenuous, kind of lead technically with like a my more impressive resume. I'm a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, like oh, I'm an yeah. author, an actor, comedian, po- you know, podcast. You know what I mean? There's a lot more besides drag queen, and uh, but now I just don't like. I he knows who I am, and I can just learn about him. It's like actually, it's just such a relief. It's such a relief. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's the funny thing. They all know exactly who you are, but you don't know who they are. Oh, good luck for the date. That's exciting. Dates are fucking weird, man. I get so nervous beforehand. Like, I last yeah. time I went on this date, I drank two glasses of wine, which was too many, before I went. So then I was already, like, quite pissed. And then we started drinking, and then this guy was, a, like, a prime fuckboy. And so he was, like, matching my drinks, and he wasn't stressed, so I wasn't stressed. And then somehow... We got back to his house, and then I was like, I've got to go. I was like, I don't even know how this happened. He, like, worked some fucking voodoo magic on me, and I was, like, just transported to his bedroom. Did you have sex? No, I, I, I left. I was just like, oh, what? I don't even know how I ended up here. That's good. Yeah. I'm too old now. I'm hoping that happens, though. Yes. I'd rather just have... Oh, I love that. Okay, well, shall we... Or do you want to have your ciggy grace? No, I, I can have it without you guys. Actually, the last thing I wanted to ask you really quickly, I don't know if this is a stupid question as I ask it, but is there like, is there like a classism aspect in drag (laughs) where like money, is that, I feel like that's not talked about very often, but it seems to me like obviously it would be a thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing because I I think about it like, um, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I, I I noticed a shift from um, what you can see, like, when a queen, a queen became, when a queen became the thing that she was used to parodying, like um, you see the the insta- like we used to drag queens used to be kind of like the 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 low rent version of this or like the parody of that of the J Lo's and whatever, but that now we're just straight up aspiring to that. We're like you know gown by this one, hair by this one, jewels by this one, styling by this one, assisted by this one, assisted to the assistant by this one. And that's like, the, that's the goal now. And it's like, it's just straight up wanting to be a part of that class that we usually kind of used to be a, a knockoff of or a parody of. And it's, that's, it's foolish. Yeah. It's so foolish. Yeah. It's so cringy. It's so cringy. Honestly, I mean, I, <laughs> I have never felt like uh, one with the queens in a drag show, even way before Drag Race. I was always like the visitor in the drag world. I wasn't like clicking with all the drag queens usually. And now more than ever, like sometimes I just, I don't relate to, I don't relate to the things that other drag queens commodify or aspire to really at all. It reminds me of how you guys were joking about like Madonna being on Graham Norton with like a studded eye patch and like leather chaps and then having no sense of humor. And it's just like, that's a weird combination. Yeah. 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 Drag queens now aren't, they're not, um, I guess parody is not the word, but like, they're not holding a mirror up to anything in society as far as like making fun of the beauty expectations or thing. Now they're just like flat out, like, thank you so much for coming to my class. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And it's hard to make fun of because I'm like, you know, capitalist Barbie number one, you know, I'll sell anything that's not nailed down, but uh, it's just, there's that fine line where it's like, what are you really doing? What are you aspiring to in drag? I guess you're really just aspiring to being a model where everyone does everything for you and you don't do anything. Yeah. It's what I loved about, um, I don't know if you guys watch Drag Race anymore, but the most recent season, there was a queen called Aiden Zane. And I was just obsessed with her because she just like works as a fry cook at an IHOP. 
and um just Oops. like does it in her room and like she wore the same like pussycat wig every single week she was just wearing like thrift store clothes and people were giving her shit and i was like this is the best queen i've seen in years <laughs> like it was just awesome she like existed in a vacuum yeah. it was so much more interesting to watch I think there should be like people, some people have talked about the class thing and I think it would be interesting to, I mean, you could not to have like a, a cap, but I don't think it's, it's not that. Could it's, you tell but, me what you mean by class? I guess I don't really get it. Well, like, okay. Like the, the expectation now is that like you would spend 30 grand on your wardrobe to come into drag race. And, and the, 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 the seasons have like upped the scale in a way that, that, uh, that really like accommodates that reality. Where, like, if you don't have it, you're fucked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, remember Chi-Chi Devane when she was like, I'm, like, I don't have any money, you know? And, and, um... I literally went to Drag Race. I had $500 spent, and that was, like, all I had. Yeah. They had to borrow some of it, like... Yeah, I had to... Yeah, I wonder now if, like, certain queens are being priced out of competing because it relies on a certain level of, like, um, base wealth. Well, I don't... Well, you don't have to just spend, though. You can also make... Katya made some of her outfits for I, the first time. The first season, yeah, I made almost all of them. And and like in you, I think that it still is a is a case of personality, like um, like substance over style. Like if you have that personality, because it's also it's not just about drag; it's about reality TV. Like if you have that compelling personality, like you can really get that can really be the driving force of, of your like strength there. But you, you don't know. have to be the most in love with Flavor Flav to win Flavor of Love. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Great, great. You don't have to have the best drag to win Drag Race. No, it's not a beauty pageant. No, it's not a beauty pageant. Look at she won. You know, hello. Yeah, no, I'm disgusting. <laughs> okay, thank you both so much. Thank you. Have well, a lovely day. We love day. you. Such a pleasure to talk. I hope to we you can both. see you when we're coming to Australia. We live in London. I think we are. We are. We are. I don't know if it's been announced, but we are. Yeah, we're coming. Fun. Thank you. Good luck on your date. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank yes, you. Bye. 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 Are you wearing the faggy bald fuck hat? I almost wore that. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.